Welcome to the 384th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I guess I've lost count of how many weeks of my life that I've consecutively wasted uh, doing this well, fucking if you show. you don't know, I'm de- then no one knows because I definitely don't know. I'm your yeah. host, Court, and my equally confused and befuddled co-host is Matt! Yeah, always confused. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 384. I mean, if I really, really was super concerned about it, I would, I don't know, maybe pad out time while I yeah. looked at what the last episode number is, knowing that it's the week previously because we've been recording too early from the actual time that I released the episode. So I'm doing the math right now in my head, and it is 384 consecutive weeks of our fucking lives. All right. Well, that's that's something. <laughs> so we replaced our toilet not too long ago, right? Uh-huh. The tank cracked and flooded our fucking bathroom. It had a manufacturing that, defect. That really sucked. That's uh, that's less than stellar. Yeah, that's <laughs> not exactly the way you want to spend your weekend. Well, uh, it happened actually Thursday night, um, or at least uh, I noticed the water collecting and pulling up. We had some water soak in pretty good to some of the wood portions, like the vanity and then some of the trim and stuff like that. But luckily it didn't flood the entirety of the bathroom and it didn't go any further than the bathroom because that, yeah. that would have been really fucking bad and that would have been really that'd irritating that would have been next level like horribleness yeah yeah but uh it's got a lifetime warranty i'm getting the tank replaced it's gonna get mailed to me but in the meantime i still need to be able to use my toilet so uh i i've gone ahead and i'm using some flex seal tape and let's see how that works because it only needs to last long enough to for me to get the next tank yeah right then then you're 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 golden and free but uh yeah you still need to be able to use the bathroom that's uh that's important that's also true yeah so yeah, right that's, that do that is important so right now that's sealing it up and uh you know we'll see what happens from here but uh yeah that's the that's the bullshit that i've been dealing with this week not fun not fun <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm i fucking love my job i have so much fucking fun this is the first time that i've actually enjoyed the presence of co-workers to the point that i talk about them after work to really? my wife yeah like i haven't had that in a really long time if ever in my life wow that's nice yeah, so yeah there you go. yeah work has always been just fucking something that i begrudgingly have had to do and now i've got something that i actually enjoy doing with a team that i enjoy fucking working with so really the cracked thing you know i handled that a lot better than you know normally i would and while i was working on it by the way trying to repair it i smacked my head off the edge of the cabinet that's just above the toilet and i that, put a nice sized fucking hole in my my skin up there that's uh that's hurtful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I flew into a rage, and I wanted to destroy some shit, but I didn't. I just kept yeah. swearing, and uh, that's good. That that's much better. <laughs> well, than yeah. I, I mean, that's do. better than yeah. The the alternative. That's that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what I wanted to do was rip that fucking cabinet off the wall and smash it to little bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of I I would understand that in a in a big time sense. That was that's almost exactly word for word what I do. Yeah. So yeah, I had a headache for probably. 30 minutes after i bashed my head off that thing Oof, that is rough. <laughs> so that that that's the the course of my week thus far, and I'm kind of in a, a weird mood because like at least the the tank is somewhat re- is going to be repaired, and I'm pretty sure that just for what I need right now, that flex seal tape on both sides of the crack will take care of it to where it won't leak. I'm just yeah. waiting the full 24 hours before I do anything with it. <laughs> before you get really crazy, right? No, before I even fill up the tank to make oh, sure that yeah. doesn't leak. Yeah, that's that would be the cr- the crazy thing would be 
to put the tape on and immediately try to fill up the tank. Well, why is that crazy? Because that's not what the instructions recommend. And when you're trying to avoid a leak, you should do what the instructions under like tell you what to do. Nerd. <laughs> that's fucking fair. All right. So we are two weeks into the Nasty Habits box set. And uh, this is my notes for Story of a Cloistered Nun, um, which is essentially the lifetime movie version of a non-exploitation film to me. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, it doesn't have enough incest to truly be a lifetime movie, but <laughs> it does. Yeah, I mean, close. <laughs> it it does kind of deal with um, the trouble that women suffered from this time frame, and this is the least exploitative film that deals yeah. with nuns that I've seen in I a was, long time. I was quite surprised. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, it's not as uh, devastating, really. <laughs> well, we can get into that as well, but like, what I was kind of getting at is like, it's super unexploitative and um, yeah. it, it, as far as I could tell pretty much all of the sex was consensual although somebody does get a little creepy and yeah. somebody does get a little baggy to the point where it's almost demanding and saying I deserve it and that gets uh. a little creepy but uh for the most part, this was handled really well and actually pretty dramatic, and you kind of get a feel for the characters a lot more, I would say, than what you would expect in a box set of nun films called Nasty Habits. Am I right? Yeah, right? No, yeah. I I would totally agree. This is way different than uh, <laughs> what you would think. Yeah, this film actually disappointed me in the best way possible in that it actually was a really dramatic film that I got into the story of and didn't mean to and would almost be pissed feeling like I got duped into this but then I'm kind of like you know what it still entertained me it still kept my uh my interest yeah and it was actually a pretty disappointed good disappointed because it's an actual good movie right I just <laughs> wanted some filth and sleaze and you know I didn't get that yeah. I, I got an actual good movie with a dramatic story to tell and a tragic yeah, one how, at that how dare they <laughs> I know I'm still a little surly about it but I guess I'll forgive them <laughs> all right so we've done enough pablum for this uh this yes. week I think well let's get into it here uh so I don't really have a full fledged theme but uh all of the songs are going to be befitting of the movie in some way shape or form uh just to end the tale that they're trying to tell here we're going to start first with the buzzcocks and the song ever fallen in love and in parentheses like they often do <laughs> in country songs with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with <laughs> but before that we're gonna have the legion patreon ad and then when we get back we will start talking about the story of a cloistered nun this will keep you quiet Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. 
answer to that question is a resounding yes. <laughs> yeah. I think for everyone. Everyone's had that. Almost everyone. <laughs> Not only have I positive that I have fallen in love with someone I shouldn't have fallen in love with in my life more than once. I can attest that pretty much every time that I have listened to that song pre-meeting my current wife, <laughs> which probably yeah. could be phrased better than what I just did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But hey, you're, you're okay. <laughs> every time I listen to that song, I'm like, fuck, I did it again, didn't I? Except for yeah. meeting my current wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, oh, that's good. All right, let's stop fucking about and let's talk about the story of a cloistered nun. All right, I'm feeling cloistered. Let's get going. All right, so the opening credits have snippets of the film uh, to come. It's just basically some references or at least some ideas of some of the torment that you're about to see that women have gone through throughout the ages. And it's mixed in with some woodcuts. And already you're thinking either they're trying to titillate you for some serious exploitation and nastiness, or they're trying to tell us a tale of the misogynistic tendencies of religion and the mistreatment of women that it ensues. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Well, the film starts proper with actual fucking dialogue. I'm a lazy bastard. That's our first clip. Boom. Place Carmela Maria Rosa Mercedes de Simone on the bed as God made her and the law has ordained. Now place at her side Enrico Maria Ettore della Scala. As God made him, the law has ordained. As loyal and obedient subjects of the Lord Almighty's bountiful and sovereign wisdom, we are gathered this 5th of April in the year of our Lord, 1624, to unite the families De Simone and Della Scala in the persons of their respective offspring. Enrico Maria Ricardo Ettore Della Scala, do you promise and swear to take as your wife upon coming of age, Carmela Maria Rosa Mercedes De Simone? The promise of your father is binding. Duke Guglielmo della Scala? I promise he shall do so. You, Carmela Maria Rosa de Simone, promise and swear to take as your husband Enrico Maria Ricardo Ettore della Scala? The response of your father is binding. Marquis Antonio de Simone? I promise he shall. Please join hands. And now Don Luigi will bless this nuptial contract which duly records the future marriage partner's rights of succession and inheritance. Probably the only downside to royalty right there. Yeah, uh, because, you know, forced marriages always work out. Oh, yeah, they're always Nothing romantic. Nothing goes wrong and, with those. Yeah, everything's always perfect with those. Anyway, so yeah. the clip rolls right into a sex scene where I assume the baby that was on the bed has grown up. One of the two of them, I'm not sure, but probably, but maybe it, both. You it don't, would have to be, yeah. Yeah, you don't know, but that's what they're implying at. And they're getting after it as an adult. They also start speaking. Again, I'm a lazy shit, so that's our next clip it must be my father's men looking for me no it's worse what could be worse than our being discovered getting put in the army come on but you're not a soldier what's the war to do with you i could be recruited anyone my age so that must be why they want to hurry up my wedding to enrico you didn't tell me I didn't want to spoil our moments together. We meet so rarely, Julie. Oh, my sweet love. I love you always, whatever happens to us. Oh. Why can't 
thought you managed to convince your father. You can't imagine how many times I've tried. He won't listen to me. He signed a contract when I was a baby, which promises my marriage to Enrico. He did, but you had nothing whatever to do with it. I'm his daughter. I'm expected to obey. Look, darling, my family and his have intended to join their properties and fiefs for years. Those dirty landlords. Don't say that, please. Well, then, better the war. The war. God knows you've been a disappointment, but your refusal to marry the man to whom you are legally betrothed brings dishonor upon my name and your mother's. You'll place us in a humiliating position, both morally and legally. I've covered yourself with ignominy. And don't think that I don't know, but you'll be meeting that peasant boy in secret. Well, you shall never marry him, I assure you. You may go. <laughs> if you don't want your daughter to be completely ruined, there's only one remedy. Get her to a nunnery. For that I thank you. It'll look to the world as if we let Pamela reject it. If she puts on a veil as the bride of the Lord, no one can claim you're dishonored. My name is Thomasina. I guard the gate to the outside. Here is the visitor's room. This is my lodging. Now take your leaves. You must go then, Marchioness. If we open the outside gate, we keep the cloister entrance closed. Mother, must I really separate myself from you? My family, my home, the fields, the flowers, the earth, from all the things I most love. My child, you must accept it. I'm sure you'll find a new life here in the service of our Lord and the happiness you deserve. May God keep you well. Oh, such a lot you've brought that you'll never need. Ah, but money, though. And any jewelry you may have, you'd better leave with me or you'll lose it. In the cloister, you have to give up anything of value. I'll protect it if you'll entrust it to me. Well, why not? There's no reason to fear. Your jewels will be at your disposal always. Thank you. When you speak to the others, they have to be addressed as sister, though not the superior. She's addressed as mother. Thank you, sister. We welcome you. She's pretty. Hmm. I'll bet she's ugly without that dress. We'll soon find out. It is forbidden to stand apart in isolation without mother superior's permission. I deserve to fast. Repeat it. Perhaps she didn't hear. I deserve to fast. Holy shit. Wow. It's a, it's a whole lot of abuse happening right there. All in the name of God. Yeah, like, that's pretty much what God demands. Yeah, it's pain and suffering for the things he created. With, uh, that's so backward ass, I don't even know what to say. With this, our main character is stripped of her earthly possessions and somewhat caressed inappropriately and improperly here and there by the woman doing it. Very much so, yeah. As the Mother Superior starts watching, and uh, the way that she's watching, it's like this was all for her pleasure anyway, and it feels super icky to watch, and I'm having a hard time enjoying this nudity. Yeah, it's not, uh... Not the best. Her fancy dress is stuffed into an old chest, and there seems to be things missing, like the required bed linens or something like that. Her actual cross necklace with Jesus still on it is taken because they don't want to have a graven image of Jesus, or is it they just don't want the abs for them to stare at? That could be as well, yeah. So that cross is replaced with a wooden one. She is dressed in sackcloth and instructed on keeping her lantern lit. She checks out her new look and seems rather dour about it. She 
she's led to a room and sort of locked in and basically held prisoner, essentially, is how this is going to start for her. I'm really tired about writing about this horrible stuff. There's more dialogue, and that is our third clip. Jesus. Oh, there's 12 today, so, yeah. Oh, all right. A novice has 30 days in which to learn the rules of our order by heart. I have to stay 30 days in this cellar? Yes. Here newcomers stay to pass a purifying test and shall be under supervision all the time. We allow what is needful for rest and prayers, body cleansing and their nourishment, which is in conformity with Franciscan vows of poverty, and finally for their bodily needs. All that is needed is blessed in the Lord. The well are not tended, but they that are ailing bring unto me the many evildoers that need curing. Thus saith the Apostle Matthew, and during this phase you must bear this passage in mind, the well are not tended, but they that are ailing bring bring unto me the many evildoers that need curing. The elder nuns will supervise you in turn. Never say a word to them, even to answer a question. Seven times a day did I praise thee, saith the prophet. With the holy number seven, we perform the duties of our office. Lords at prime, at tears, at sext, at non, at vespers, and at compline. Every day at four in the morning, the praises shall be recited. A dish of boiled beans once a day except Friday, the day of total abstinence. To refuse food is a grave act of disobedience because it is the bounty of our Lord. It is night, the hour of compline. I am reduced to nothing and I am nothing, saith the prophet. I am in thine eyes as a beast of the field, but I am ever with thee. My God! <laughs> I can't stand it! <laughs> Oh, my God! Have you no mercy on me? I want to die! I want to die! Let me out! Let me out! I'll kill myself! Oh, please, someone! Oh, please, let me out! I beg of you, whoever you are, sister, tell them I can't go on. I don't want to! Tell them I'm going to start raving there! Oh, 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 oh. This is a day of fasting. Have patience, sister. Tell me your name, sister. The elder nuns will supervise you in turn. Never say a word to them, even to answer a question. Today is the 15th day. Don't despair. The well are not tended, but the sick. Oh, Christ, I have sinned. Lord, help me. <laughs> After this, she is led away from that cell, and that is the end of the first 20 minutes. So, father had a daughter as a child, could care less. He probably wanted a boy, so he was like, like ugh, just worthless. So, marry her off as a baby, but, you know, she has to meet a peasant boy, so now he's all pissy, so now send her to a nunnery, just to get him out of her, just get her out of his hair, is what it appears. Well, by not agreeing to marry the man that he swore that she would, she also brings a lot of shame on the family in this time, and yeah. it's, you but know... I, I have a feeling like he didn't care much about her anyway, so... I mean, the only reason to have children is to pass on your name and your derisive horrible abuse you suffered as a child making sure that that cycle of abuse continues on i mean that's really the only reason to have a kid i mean i mean you're not wrong 
But Jesus, why do you say something so brave and yet so true? <laughs> you're out of line, but you're not wrong. You're out of <laughs> you're out of line, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. Yeah, uh, so far. But, I mean, that's that, and then you go to a nunnery. That of course, because it is still nun exploitation, even if maybe is on the tastier side of of being nun exploitation. But it is. St- Definitely, of course, the nunnery is going to have corruption and abuse in it. The other aspect of it, too, is there's other women that were forced there against their will for bringing shame on their families as well. Yeah. And so you got to kind of wonder if you jam a bunch of those people together and lock them into where they're left to their own devices, what does happen in there? So this film's trying to play on the eroticism that might be in your own mind of what what are these ladies getting up to? Uh, yeah, right. It does it very subtly. It doesn't go over the top and actually really you don't see anything in no. this film you pretty much don't see anything at all but no, my last film was way more hardcore than this and it's a lot more heavily implied and the basic gist of it when it comes down to it is it's more a story of the things that women have to deal with in in history at this ex- this expressed point in time just yeah. showing you how bad things are and how they were not under control of their own bodies and this nunnery almost acts almost acts as a respite to that almost almost gives them a place to hide from that to where some of them almost find a way to live life the way that they want to but not quite really and it's i mean because i, I mean it's because, you know, the movie is stating pretty hardcore, hey, they're women. What rights should they get? Well, that was the prevailing um, attitude at the time. And oh, yeah. I feel like the way that this By film By the way, is it hasn't do- changed much either for a lot of men. Un- tragically, no, that, that's very true. Uh, what I'm basically getting at, though, is the thing that it's trying to point out here and with the mistreatment of women and the way that it's purveying it is not in such a way as to make it salacious even for your pleasure to watch these women be subjugated or some shit like that. It's not like an S&M thing fully. It's yeah. more like a scathing showing of that time, like basically pointing the finger and saying this was wrong in the way that mm-hmm. the, it is presented on screen. And since that is what we were given, and though that was not what I was expecting, I had to shift gears pretty much at this point in the first 20 minutes as to what I was actually expecting. Yeah. All right. I'm good to move on if you are. I'm good to move on. Let's go. All right. So the next 20 starts out with our main character led into a courtyard and introduced to the other nuns. Once again, that is dialogue and also our fourth clip. (laughs) I'm Elizabeth. The isolation period is horrible. We've all gone through it. Beatrice and Michaela, two novices like you. What did I tell you? She's ugly. Your name is Carmela, isn't it? Yes. Sister. You'll soon be all right. Living here isn't as bad as it seems. You only need to find the right friend. Stay away from Sister Philomena, for example. She's a spy. She had Sister Chiara punished. There she is over there, tied to the tree. Don't even speak to Sister Philomena if you can help it. And don't ever trust her. You need my advice. Above all, don't trust the Mother Superior. She seems sincere, but she's a hypocrite and a liar. Here she comes. I'm your mother superior. How do you feel now? Better, I hope. You'll soon be happy in your new life. Would you like to be called Sister Agnes? Sister Agnes of the Infant Jesus. You may go. Mother, I don't think I have enough faith. Don't tire yourself. We have plenty of time to talk. 
I'm here because my father... I understand. Try not to cry. Just trust me. You are part of a new family now. A much bigger family. And you'll have lots of sisters. Some of them, unfortunately, are not as good as others, but I'll look after you. I'll be on you, mother. And I'll follow your steps, one by one. Just as if you're beginning to walk. This will be your cell. The new arrivals always ask where their dowries have gone. Yes. They are sent to the church on which our convent is dependent. They feed so many mouths with so much charity. Do you see much charity in making new arrivals feel uncomfortable? Are you envious of youth? Come, let me help you. The first time, you needn't wear it so tight. You're looking for a mirror. The rose forbid it. But I'll look at you. And I see that you're beautiful. But you mustn't be vain. Vanity is a sin. But one that's not too serious. Carmela, that sister Lucia. You tried to defend her when you first arrived. Remember? But you weren't there. No, but I saw you. It was then I decided you would become my friend. You're very kind, sister. However, whatever you do for sister Lucia is wasted. She's lost her mind. Watch out. Here comes the spy. There are roads that seem straight, but they lead down to the fires of hell. For what crime can one be expelled from the convent? How naive you are. None. You only leave here when you're dead. However, another way can be arranged. You will learn it from me. After this, the film cuts to some dudes doing some kind of ancient spa thing where they're like doing these weird odd workout bits or they're in like yeah. a steam room or something like that. Rubbing themselves down. They're doing just weird physical calisthenics and hanging out in steam rooms and some guys are oiling themselves up and just rolling around in the steam. It gets a little weird. They start discussing a whole bunch of misogynistic crap about women as they yeah. wipe on more oil or wipe off more sweat from themselves. There is dialogue I don't want to write about about this anymore, so that's our fifth clip. Don Diego, I understand you even have a cloistered nun in your collection of women. Well, that's quite a claim. Love needs a touch of spice to make it more appetizing. I imagine that uh, a cloistered nun bound to abstinence must be very peppery. They're delicious, my friend. Have you been paid? Oh, yes. Elizabeth? Diego. My, you look beautiful. I imagine your absence from me frightens you. Just like at first, huh? <laughs> As a love nest, it leaves much to be desired. I find it very exciting. And your apparent calm excites me even more. I am calm. No. You are a particularly beautiful woman. And no beautiful woman can be calm. It's the waves that make the sea so suggestive, and its dark depths exciting and mysterious. I'm not just any woman. That's true. What's that bell? Were they looking for you? No. It's the call to evening prayers, which each of us recites in her own cell. And uh, instead of praying, what does a nun really do in her cell? Sometimes she receives other nuns. I've always found intimacy between women. The best stimulant love can have. And, uh, what you do? We kiss. Like this? In secret. 
So no one will know. Is that what you wanted to hear? What else? We caress each other. Bow chicka bow wow. All right. Sexy. At the end of the clip, it's implied that the nun speaking gives oral to the dude visiting her, and then it cuts to nuns gossiping before our main character enters the room to meet Mother Superior. The Mother Superior tries to comfort the novice nun, but her caresses and attempts at comforting seem to have naughty implications of her own desires. As she says one thing, but her body language says the other, more naughty implications abound. It's so naughty. The tease is real in this scene. Like, it's the, the sexual tension is palpable and the novice nun is just completely fucking clueless to what's going on around her yeah pretty much she's just like i don't know what's going on the next i like having this time off the next scene we see a priest visits to hear confessions and it starts with a klepto talking about her compunction to steal and our main novice gets set up to do some confessing and the klepto couldn't resist stealing the rosary she left behind and then hanging it on a tree our main of course our main character goes back for her rosary and it's gone that is the end of the next 20 minutes so you get a klepto in there as well <laughs> yeah uh, the priest showing up was just like a hard jump all of a sudden he's just there and showing up and then they start doing these confession things there's a bit of time in this where i feel like they tried to do character development that maybe they didn't need uh i I could see that maybe try to make almost too many characters important yeah the the character development stuff they try to do here with the confession i don't think we needed this at all i mean we don't need to have a character who is a known klepto we don't need to see her confess we don't need to see her do it her taking the rosary and hanging on a tree does sort of have an implication later on in the film but you don't need any of that because it doesn't add really anything to the story this whole thread with this rosary yeah right it just there's nothing really about it that furthers the movie or the story along i felt yeah and it's really just sort of building and building and building this is 40 minutes of lead time so far and it's it's It's, it better deliver on the goods at this point yeah right that's another thing i'm thinking too and it's like where's my fill you're giving me all this story and i don't i don't need this much story (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's not really i i mean there really isn't filler in that it is going and telling you all of the story like every single thing is trying to do character development and they're trying to give you the story of each and every single individual one of these nuns absolutely and it kind of becomes a little difficult to follow but then they narrow the focus again after this so that's good but yeah it's kind of confusing to follow and I kind of started confusing our main soon to be nun that is right now just sort of studying her way here the novice or whatever you want to refer to her as we know know her later well we know her as Carmilla Boone she's introduced that way but once she gets put into the habit and they're referring to everybody as sister you start getting them mixed up because they have very similar facial structures and kind of fall kind of hard to follow who's doing what only one yeah oh thank god i wasn't the only one yeah well every single well that's the point of being a nun right like the entire identifying characteristic is the actual outfit that says that you're a nun and everything else is supposed to be covered and hidden away to conceal who they are you know what i'm saying like true oh yeah yeah and it really does work when you're watching these films like you definitely get these people confused uh yeah particularly on this one now other films will go out of their way 
way to give people the personality traits and then a unique faces enough where a lot of these ladies looked a lot of the same and it was kind of hard to tell them apart. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, what the hell is going on around here? <laughs> I'm like, all right, which, which, which one is this? Who's, who belongs to this one? Okay, who's, whose mess is this? <laughs> all right, I'm ready to keep going. All right, all right let's go. At the start of the next 20 minutes, our main character is woken up by a scream and she goes to investigate. She asks the sister who has taken her under their wing. And when she answers the door, there is another nun nude in that sister's bed. And no one says anything other than to tell Carmilla that it's one of the their other nuns having yeah. some kind of an episode and it'll wear off and she'll stop eventually. Yeah. Everyone, we just ignore it. And I'm like, um, all right, that seems... Okay, I don't know. Not nice. <laughs> Carmilla heads back to her room and is busted by another nun. And now we cut to a scene where Carmilla is being given corporal punishment in front of all of the other nuns. And she is bound to an X and flogged topless. I know I probably shouldn't say this, but thank you, movie. You took fucking uh, long enough, but thank you, movie. No, can't just say that. <laughs> it is stopped after seven strikes with a prayer and Carmilla is taken to her room to have the wounds treated that's our next clip why did you not come to me if you were afraid you must trust me i still love you you needn't wear that today thank you mother your skin will soon be healed i'm sorry i had to punish you it was to put you on your guard sister elizabeth she's very strong she does as she likes you see her family made a very large contribution to the convent she has special privileges that even go as high up as the Archbishop. She's not always alone at night, I know. It's difficult for me to be impartial, but it's my duty to look after the novices, especially you. The scream at the end of the clip there indicates that a dead nun has been found in the well of the convent, and that cannot be good. A dead nun has entered the chat. Yeah, it's not good. The scream alerts all of the other nuns, and they run towards it to see what is happening. It appears that Sister Lucia had taken her own life and was therefore buried in unconsecrated ground. The self-righteous priest has a lot of fucking bullshit to say about that. Then they cut to Carmilla is led to a cell where some nuns party down in gowns, and they are partying it up. They strip the nuns' clothing and play dress-up. Up, so thank you movie during this sequence yeah that's a good enough of a thank you movie yeah i'll agree with that i don't feel like typing right now so that is our seventh <laughs> clip what's wrong it reminds me of home my birthday party young boys and girls having a good time i was perfectly happy but here there are no boys ah i have been waiting to speak with you for months <laughs> I know that now you are leaving, but first, I must open my heart to you. I have loved you in secret, sir, and I hoped you loved me too. I'll start. I thought it was all over, that you no longer loved me. You say, how could you think that? How could you think that? A bit more warmth, please. It's not true. That's better. So you still belong to me? Oh, certainly. You have never betrayed me. No? Come to my arms like you used to. <laughs> but what do you want? Your body. Haven't you come here to offer yourself to me? I didn't expect to. 
You will love another person. We have to leave. That's Sister Rita's signal. The game is over. Take off your traveling dress. We'll elope together another time. Okay, so things get a little odd here where I'm pretty sure that our main character, Carmilla, does not understand what's going on with that game that they were all playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's a little naive on that one. Uh, so these nuns get together and they play dress up, and those of them that miss men sometimes have their partner dress up and pretend to be a man, and they confess love to each other. And I'm pretty sure had it not been interrupted, there would have been some lesbian sex going on there. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> well, while performing duties and sewing the next day, our main character exchanges longing looks with the other nuns, and a simple shears handoff is loaded with sexual tension. Oh, yeah. The Mother Superior is all up on their business, as is her job, but she fixates on Carmilla's love interest and wants to dominate her. The love interest talks back and is punished by being forced to lick the floor of the chapel and drag her body along doing it. This S&M nunnery has some interesting punishment ideas for sure. Yeah, they really do. Uh, that's... uh. That's an interesting way to punish somebody for breaking the rules, I guess. I am i don't know, man. <laughs> this display ends with the Mother Superior's shoes being kissed after the woman reaches them, and we hear the Mother Superior say, once more. Oof. The uh, kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. <laughs> the woman is with her dude later and complains about this cruelty as the Mother Superior visits Carmilla. Again, I'm tired of typing stuff up, so that is our eighth clip. That makes sense. Please, no, there's no need to stand. I didn't come to give you orders. I'm, I'm so alone. You, you can't imagine how great my solitude is. Closed in my tower of authority. I'm more a prisoner than all the others. Please. Oh, I need a little human warmth. A little love. Here we have, we have love of prayer. Divine love. Love of God. And, and I do love God. But it doesn't erase the fact that I have this desire for another human being. You, you're the only pure one here. And I'm so desperate. Leave. I beg you, Mother. Leave. It's I who beg you. Look at me. Please. Just one more time. And I'll go away. I've hurt you. Forgive me. But it's nothing. Nothing to the hurt that you've caused me. I'm becoming attached to you. Elizabeth, I can help you to get free. I'll keep you in my villa. Another convent? No, thank you. I prefer to see you here. It's more exciting. I've come to fancy life in the convent. After all, one can find affection there, too. Let's not talk anymore. Carmela Maria Rosa. Answer with purity of mind and in full freedom of conscience. I shall. Do you come here of your own free will to swear before God? to consecrate your chastity, your poverty, and obedience, child. I do not. Yes, my daughter. You consecrate your chastity, poverty, and your obedience to God. Your Grace, you ask me to swear chastity, poverty, and obedience before God. I understand you perfectly, and my answer is no. I can't deceive God in this way. Above all, I appeal to my father and mother. Beatrice Maria Rolanda, will you answer with purity of mind and in full freedom of conscience? Yes, I shall. This is our last meeting. I have no desire to see you again. Of course, I've realized it's a minor cross for you to bear, but I've ordered your mother and your brothers and your sisters never to see you again. Your filial loving kindness 
and obedient nature, of which so many happy displays are token, will help you to bear this cross too, I have no doubt. You're not only a disappointment to your family, but a disappointment here. I say you are a changeling. You're no flesh of mine. You cause me more pain than any of my children, perhaps because I had such high hopes for you. But you're not my child. For me, you were born dead. You were born dead. And that is the end of the first hour. And holy shit, was that heartbreaking what he was saying oh, to man. his daughter. I guess, guess all I could say is that guy's a fucking dick. <laughs> Again, it's bringing what? shame on the family and all of that, but still ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, what an asshole. I mean, seriously. <laughs> good for her for refusing to take the vows because she knows she couldn't i mean she's actually trying to do the right thing here yeah exactly she's trying to be a good person and old dad's like fuck you she also just wants to live her life her way which she has no choice in doing so the only thing that she can do is refuse to take the vows and protest uh yeah i guess i mean you feel bad i mean holy shit (laughs) proof once again that this bullshit that women are going through currently hasn't really changed much from all the way back to at least here if not earlier right no shit Ugh, man (laughs) we can move on if you're ready yeah let's let's move on because that bumming me out now the last 38 minutes starts with the sound of men on horseback arriving at the convent and that is intriguing to the nuns a bell rings and they head to chapel for the brainwashing and prayer carmilla receives a notification that her man is here and her would-be nun lover is trying to find a way to make it so that her dude can get snuck in for her they cut from this to carmilla sneaks off to meet her man in an abandoned building. They are reunited and start making out. Elizabeth is notified they are together and she says good. Then we see the couple lamenting their forbidden love and they make out some more before having longing looks to the sky. Carmilla asks to be taken away from here and Julian says he would, but where could they go? As in, if she runs, they will be outcasts and or penalty towards death. Why am I writing all this down? It's dialogue and our ninth clip. <laughs> Take me away from here. Don't you want to? Of course. But where could we live? We can't live in this country. A nun who runs away from a convent is shunned by everyone. We'd be outcasts. We'd have nothing. But we'd have each other. Yes. But to flee together, we need first money and friends to hide us. And I'd have to run away from the army. Once you said soldiers were robbers. You called them outlaws then. Now you steal. You have changed. Yes, I know, but I had no choice. But I love you all the same. And Carmilla gets naked and the pair throw down and it cuts to what I assume is the next morning as the nuns enter their main courtyard. Carmilla meets with Elizabeth and since it's more dialogue and I've learned my lesson from the last time around, that's our 10th clip. (laughs) Let's make love together. I invited you. You can't go away like this. Well then, you prefer the Mother Superior? The Mother Superior? What are you saying? How could you? Hmm? It's true though, isn't it? No! Why humiliate me? Haven't I been your friend since the first moment you entered the convent? You led me to believe you cared as I do. I never let you believe that. Then, what am I supposed to think about your conduct toward me? Were you faking? I'm sorry that then prove to me that you're sorry. Do I repulse you? You don't know how much I've waited for this moment and the courage it took to speak to you. Till now I've interpreted your every gesture, your every word, as meaning that you might even care for me. 
I degrade myself. I'm no longer myself next to you. Now, nothing matters to me unless I can love you always. Together we can find a way. No, it's not my fault. It's not my fault if you've misunderstood. You're clever. I'll make you regret it. Now I'm the one who doesn't want you. Get out. It makes life hard for me. I like to hear her quarrels between nuns. Tell me more. You must take care of the young man. You excite me more than any woman I've ever known. What do you want me to do? Tell me. If he should come for That should be amusing. Sister, I'd like to have those things I gave you when I arrived here. But you may keep half of them. What for? What do you want to do? Run away with him? Anyway, your things, like all of the others, are kept under lock and key. You should have warned. Better go. But don't forget, if the Inquisitor's Kachananda runs away, she can even be put to death. Hurry. At the end of the clip, Carmilla's would-be husband and who she would have run off with is attacked by two men. And though he puts up a gallant fight, he is stabbed in the guts. And then one of the thugs said that he was not to be killed, only cut up a certain way. I'm guessing he, they meant castration. Yeah, probably castration if he's going to be cut up like that. Yeah. They hear someone coming and dart off. Carmilla comes in and finds that Julian has been attacked and cries over his corpse before returning to the convent to scream and lament in front of everyone. And I mean everyone. Yeah, that gets pretty serious. <laughs> Elizabeth is called out for it and denies her part in it. The men return to remove the body and then finally, thankfully, some actual fucking dialogue and our 11th clip. Sisters, we can find no trace, neither inside nor outside the convent walls, of what Carmela says has happened. We must presume she was delirious. How is she today? She has stopped crying and murmured senseless phrases. May the Lord have mercy on our sister Carmela. Let us pray for her. Jesus, I bless 1,000 times the moment that you came into this world. You who suffered for us. You whose flesh was humiliated and martyred. You can understand me. You died for our sins. Please forgive me. I beg you, give me the strength to continue living. Mother of God. Intercede with your son, Ave Maria, Gratia Plena, Dominus Teco, Benedicta Tuis in Mulieribus, E Benedictus Fructus Tuis Jesu, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, Nunc et in hora mortis nostre. Amen. What you have confessed is terrible. For a nun to have a child is a desecration. You must be put in the isolation cell. I'll do the best I can. I'll try to keep the secret within the convent walls. Forgive me, Mother, please. What can I do? Nothing. You can do nothing. You cannot destroy the fruits of your womb. What is it? More soldiers? No. No, it's the carts. 
taking the women to their men. Oh, Julian. Carmela, you have to be strong. Her time is here. Fetch Sister Rita. His name will be Julian. We'll baptize him, Julian. Which saint is he? I know one Saint Julian. He was a soldier in the Roman Empire. Saint Julian the Martyr, he's called, but also the humane for the hospitals he helped provide. Uh, uh, it's such a beautiful name. Uh, 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 At the end of the clip, the nun who stole Carmilla's rosary finally returns it as she is giving what appears to be the most painful birth in the history of all births. Yeah, man, that that did not sound fun. She is talked through pushing it out by the mother superior and then the baby is born. They cut to the cardinal upset of what is going on in that cloister and sending in a militia to investigate with them. He lectures them about what they have done and demands the nun who gave birth be punished. Carmilla stands up and admits to it and then the other nuns have an I am Spartacus moment where they all claim to be the mother and the cardinal cannot handle it which means the convent will be closed or some shit i don't fucking know it's explained in our final clip carmela you'll have to leave with the baby if you wear these men's clothes it'll be easier for you in a few hours there'll be no one left here we're being sent away the soldiers are coming to escort us tomorrow the order's been dissolved i'm not worthy of your sacrifice that's not true you'll be treated horribly in the convents where you're placed won't you don't think about it. Mother. Mother. God bless you. It's almost daylight. Mother. She has to go now. Carmela. Go. I'd like to say goodbye to the others. No, it would be dangerous. Could you ever forgive me? I've already forgiven you. Goodbye. I love you. Here's your jewelry. And more from all of us. It'll be useful. Thank you, sister. Wait a little. When we're all out of the place, go wait by the ruined church. You'll see a woman who will look after you there. The next morning, I'm assuming is what it is, the nun is met with the woman looking for the young man the nun is supposed to be dressed up as, but she has a veil on and everything. They walk off together, and Carmilla introduces herself as Sister Agnes and says she will do acts of kindness now or some shit like that, whatever. They walk off camera, and an overlay pops up saying, this story is based on actual events documented in archives of the Abbey of San Giancomo. Then the next slide sister carmilla dedicated her life to relieving the suffering of sounded soldiers i swear to god it said sounded soldiers it, it did yeah Pri- I, I had that same reaction when i saw that yeah. i was like what cripples sounded sounded soldier cripples and plague victims she died while performing her mission the curing plague of 1671 no seriously this is how they wrote it on here yeah she has not been canonized nor even beatified beatified roll credits
Okay, so the tale of her life and the tragedy that all of that ensues definitely was a story that kept me intrigued, and I actually was able to keep up with it with the notes because it was throwing so much story at you that you really did have plenty of time to process it. Uh, all yeah. of those clips were really condensed down. There's a lot of long, breathy pauses where there really are. Where yeah, I was like, oof. That's uh, that's gonna be rough. The uh, the uh, <laughs> the clips, uh, the, the editing of the clips. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, that's gonna be a rough one. Yeah. So it goes, it goes with that. Those moments where um, they'll speak and then take a long pause, but those pauses, they're actually like breathing, and the breathing is sort of like them enticing, not really enticing, but feeling enticed and or longing for some kind of touch between the two of them, and like there's a lot of that hinted like sexual. T- Tension in the way that they're discussing it and they're, yeah. they talk and with those cut out it removes that and just gives you the basics of the story but so much of this film is a lot of talking like oh <sighs> Everyone sounds constantly horny in this movie. Right. Like they're all super sexually frustrated and you would think yeah. that cloistered nuns probably would be. Yeah, you would think so. Especially ones who didn't like, want to be are there. there against their will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like it's a pretty, I would say accurate portrayal of what that scenario would be like. And I thought for what it was trying to portray and what it was trying to discuss and the, uh, what's going on in the everyday life of these women, it doesn't ever really go super exploitative with it, but it does hint at it in such a way to where there's still a bit of salaciousness to the film but oh yeah it's more of a realistic thing in that the salaciousness is just the everyday sexual needs of human beings in this you know is it's kind of demystifying that and not really romanticizing it and showing you the longing that will happen whenever people are just locked together and they've got no other choice yeah but i mean yeah and well, it, it, that was kind of, it at least did a good job, too, of holding this dread on me. I'm like, oh, God, if I haven't seen any filth in this amount of time, it means it's just going to get real bad. Yeah, and I think it <laughs> does what a, I thought. It does an amazing job of subverting your expectations and sort of teaching you a lesson about it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, why would you, why were you looking for, like, the ultra bad thing to happen? It's like, ooh, well, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of gives you a little story about you know what love can do and it feels more like a shakespearean tragedy at the end and yeah the nun learned so much she even forgave the woman who caused the death of her would-be husband yeah right <laughs> yeah and her would-be husband and then yeah he gets murdered it, it, very shakespearean I, it, when you say it like that yeah i totally agree <laughs> yeah the tragedy is real the tragedy you really do feel and you do start to like the characters in spite of yourself and the hour and 38 minutes i didn't have a hard time taking the notes at all because those long breathy pauses i was able to take down what was happening uh, yeah in the a notes lot of part might help. Yeah, that might help with that slower speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was able to not have to pause it very much at all. Um, but also, the way that the story was going and the way that I notated it was essentially after the fact, after watching the scene. And so I, I didn't have to pause it very much at all. And the hour 38 really flew by. I was dreading having to do notes for an hour and 38. But the like the next yeah. thing I knew, I was like pretty much done, you know? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overall, it's an excellent film. It's very entertaining. And again, it's a tragedy. So you have to be prepared for that. But it will yeah. keep your attention. It will. 
And it did. Uh, it was still a very, it's probably a better made, more artistic movie than uh, the last one we watched, which I think was way more exploitative. So, <laughs> yeah, a pleasant surprise, but also a major disappointment of all you want to sleaze when you're going into your non-exploitation films. True, true. But thank God I, I wasn't just looking for sleaze. All right. So what if I was? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't we take a little break here? I'm going to play some Black Sabbath with Evil Woman because there were some evil women in this movie. Yes, there were. Although they do redeem themselves by the end by, you know, yeah, yeah, that does end up happening. The men don't, but the women do. Yes, but that's going to be our song that's going to be befitting of the movie this week. And when we come back, we will do some sci-fi Black Sabbath's Evil Woman, a song that not very many people play, I think, when they think of Black Sabbath. Right, yeah. That's quite it. I don't know if I've ever heard of that song. Yeah, it's a relatively deep cut, and uh, we're going to have a double dose of Black Sabbath deep cuts this episode, absolutely. I, I think so, when it comes to non-exploitation and trying to find all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, you always find Black Sabbath befitting of anything that's somewhat sacrilegious, trust me. You'll find a way. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's stop padding out the episode even more and give them some PSYOP news. comes from Alan. Oh, Chef Al from Halifax. He must have an incredibly long penis. Yeah. Uh, Newsweek. Women with unusual strength claiming to be God fights multiple cops. Okay, that like was... if you would guess what state this is in. <laughs> Florida? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. A Florida woman wait, who claimed wait to be Wait for it. Wait for it. All cops are bumbling dummies. The hell with the police. I'm going to stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. Okay, now you can go. All right, a Florida woman who claimed to be an Egyptian god was unaffected by a stun gun and had to be held down by multiple cops as they arrested her in Miami Beach over the weekend. Old cops the bizarre incident dummies. unfolded on Sunday afternoon when officers were called to, to reports of disturbance at Espinola Way and Washington Avenue. To According to the arrest report, Emily Thomas Lachin, 26, stopped her car in traffic, exited the vehicle, and began screaming in the street. She allegedly became increasingly enraged and slammed the hoods of passing cars before attacking a nearby Cuban restaurant. Officers stated in the report that was cited by local news channel WPLG. Gotta love a girl who can take a punch. 
Holy cow. Lockton of Boynton Beach, Florida, slammed tables, hurled dishes and cups at customers at the eatery, then slapped the hand of a restaurant manager when he asked her to leave, officials said. But when a cop tried to take her into custody, she allegedly became even more aggressive and hostile and slapped his face. The officer deployed his taser, but it failed to stun her, and she then managed to evade a second officer by aiming a blow at him. I don't know what the hell that... Oh, 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 okay. Which she managed to dodge, report states. She threw a punch, aiming a blow. Yeah, yeah. she threw a bunch, yeah. Uh, She showed unusual strength, possibly as a result of an unknown substance, the account of the arrest added. It reportedly took multiple officers uh, to eventually subdue Thomas uh, Lockton and get the handcuffs on her, and she had to be restrained on a stretcher taken from a fire truck. I think that's going officers, in the spank bank. It's going to cost you some serious cock. <laughs> if you want a fear boner. Officers claimed she was screaming that she was related to the late rapper Tupac Shakur and was also a god from ancient Egypt who could take on all of us. She was taken to Mount Sinai Medical Center for assessment. In a strange coincidence, Mount Sinai is the name of the Egyptian mountain where Moses is said to have received the Ten Commandments from God. After being medically cleared, the suspect was taken to the Turner Goforth Knight Correctional Center. She faces charges of battery on a police officer, resisting an officer with violence, assault on a police officer, disorderly contact, and resisting an officer without violence. I'm already getting arrested. I might as well grab this guy's dick. The case comes a month after a shocking survey was published, which revealed an astonishing 39% of Americans believe we are currently living in the end times. The Pew Research Center survey of 10,156 adults was titled, How Religion Intersects with America's Views on Environment. So there you go. So now, I mean, I think math, that's going right? in the spank bank. I think that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, it had to have been math. Maybe PCP, math. you know. PCP, yeah. Yeah, something yeah, along those lines. Because that's what's going to give you the big strength. <laughs> Meth, I don't think gives you the big strength, but I think the PCP might tweak those. Uh, so, so it might adrenals. be PCP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that or bath salts. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. But she didn't need anybody's face, so no. So luckily, <laughs> we're very lucky on that. I was just picturing She-Hulk rampaging the entire time you were reading that article and just getting more aroused. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, Court? <laughs> what the fuck, Court? But what's wrong with me that I was not surprised at all like you, <laughs> that that was happening? <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. We're going to end the show here. All right, good. With that, we're going to play the Ending Legion promo. And then after that, we're coming back with the second in the double shot of Black Sabbath with the song After Forever. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. 
horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. That song will suck you in after forever, but the discussion of what might happen if you're afterlife and then also whether or not you'd like to see the Pope at the end of a rope. Ooh, very fitting of the subject matter for this week's episode. Yeah, that that's pretty befitting. I got lost in that song. I was like, hey, it's pretty good. Again, another what I would call a deep cut of Black Sabbath. I don't think that's one that people will hear on the radio very often or that a lot of people would play when they think of Black Sabbath. That's nice. <laughs> if you'd like to find other instances where I like to take credit for playing songs that, you know, just any jackass could play if they found them on the album. Well, the exactly. previous 383 instances I have done that are available at www.leapinpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Stop being so mean to yourself. It's great. <laughs> I'm also great. I'm also available on the Legion Discord chat where you can reach me at Court Psyops in the Legion Discord chat. Matt was there once and then disappeared and ghosted everybody ever since. Well, you know me. I I like ghosting people. It's just uh, just kind of what I'm about. Yeah, ever since, like, what, two years ago with Darren, you just won't talk back to anybody. You won't respond. You're just so incommunicado. I, uh... I have mental problems, man, and uh, that's one of them. I'm lucky you text me back when we do the show. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> Believe you me, it's it's hard. It's hard to have to do that, but it's, it is what it is. What I'd like to do is offer everyone a chance to visit the show via meme form at our Instagram, cinema underscore psyops, where thrice daily during the working day for the working hours for the working stiff, I will share three memes. Ooh, three memes. Three memes Sexy. a day on the working day. Yeah, they're sexy memes, too. Now, the only caveat to that is if I'm not working, I don't share the memes. So if I've got time off, you're out of memes. Yeah, then there's no meme. I mean, you're not going to make memes in your off time. Do it while you're getting paid. I don't make them. I just repurpose them. I redistribute them. That, too. (laughs) I don't steal your memes. I share our memes to the people. I share our memes. Yeah, I'm not stealing anything. It belongs to all of us. I'm sharing. There is some memes that I will only share to the Cinema PsyOps Facebook group because I don't think it's you know worth sharing worldwide to the Instagram, and I think it's better just left in the group for all of you sick, twisted perverts. Yeah. 
curves. And the show's <laughs> aptly named Cinema PsyOps Facebook group is where you're going to find those. I'm available as Court PsyOps on Facebook as well. Everybody should already know my email at cinemapsyopscourt at gmail.com, although none of you will ever send me any email really for feedback at any specific purpose. It's probably only ever going to be used to get signed up to shit just to irritate me, maybe. Well, that would be great, though. <laughs> irritating you is great. I mean, it's one of the fun things to do. <laughs> Don't get mad at the people for enjoying themselves. While Matt's out there advocating that you irritate me, kick the fuck out of this week and him and make them your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Start recording on your side. I am doing so. One, two, three. Everything's coming through as it should. <laughs> All right. I'm pulling up the notes so that I can effectively read them. Well, it's about fucking time <laughs> that you do some reading. Uh, I've been doing the notes every other week. And before that, I did it for years. You're still catching up yeah. to as much as I did it, my man. Whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't let you get to guilt trip me on something that you have no bounds to do. I Listen, apologize. You gotta, you gotta understand when I'm trying to gaslight you, that's important. <laughs> okay, that was weird. MacGyver ain't got shit on me. Give me corpse a fucking fucking corpse 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 fucking check. If you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured Skype correctly. If you hear this message, but not your own voice, then something is wrong with you. I know you can hear this because I played it for the test call, but I'll do it anyway for fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to rock. Let's get this episode over with. Here we go. Cool. Let's talk about the story of a cloistered nun, he says as he tries to pull on a sweatshirt freezing to death in his fucking basement. All right.
While Matt's out there advocating that you irritate me, kick the fuck out of this week and him and make them your bitch. <laughs> and done.